0: Everybody. welcome to the first weekend wrap up of yes. the year. The first one we've done in almost a month now. Yeah, we took a couple weeks off for New Year's. We took uh, for Christmas because yeah. they fell on the weekend, and we just didn't feel like doing it. So, and well, we have the right to do that. It's, it's, it's our show. We
1: can take yes. that. But but we're but we're here in force now for we're 2022. Full
0: force. We're yeah. we're back. We're back on track. Um, we've gone a good year and a half without really taking a week yeah. off at all. So. It, it wasn't like we even took a week off. We took yeah. a weekend off. We still gave you... We gave you the main stuff. All the main stuff. A couple of really good shows, I thought, too, yeah. in, in that amount of time. So, you're welcome. Yes. So, stop bitching that we weren't here, because we're back. Yes. Every, you guys can calm down. You can all settle down now. Um, we're, we're back on track. Yes. We're ready to kick into gear with 2022. That's right. And we're not, we're not leaving you again. Not for a while, anyway. No. It is... January 9th. So, we decided to kick it in gear for 2022. 9 days yeah. into 2022. So, so we got this. We got yeah. it now. Like, yeah. And you it, guys took, took off a day, too. Yeah. So, let's be honest. Yeah. So, it, don't, don't put this all on us. So. <laughs> <laughs> How's everybody doing out there? It is it's good to be back on track. It's good to be able to keep doing this shit the way yes. We've been doing it for so long now. Yeah. See, it's great. Cra- crazy. It's been almost about a year and a half, yeah.
1: pushing our. I know. We're, two year mark. are we coming up on our hundredth episode yet?
0: Uh, we gotta be getting close. Yeah, I think we're in the eighties right now. Okay. So we wow. got a few months to go yet. Our hundredth main episode. We have well yeah, over hundred yeah. episodes right, right, when right. you combine everything together. But yeah, um, our hundredth week is coming in a couple months. Yeah. So probably springtime. So okay. we got that to look forward to. It has been a week. To start out, I'm going to kill this music because... Yeah, first week of January. Very first week of January, and 2022 has already took something from us, took someone couple, from us. A couple, actually. Really, a couple? Yes. A few. Yes. But the one that popped up today, just like a few minutes ago, like right as you were walking the door, yeah. uh, we had America's grandma die yes. the last day of 2021. Well, America's dad was taken from us in 2022. Bob yes. Saget died today at 65 years old. He was found dead in a hospital, or not a hospital, a hotel room. And so part of me was like, well, obviously he like overdosed or something. Right, but, that was my first thought. But apparently, according to reports, there's no like evidence of foul play or no evidence of... Of drugs being involved initially, but I mean yeah. that doesn't mean they can't go back and
1: find that right. shit later. And how how on. tragic would that be if they do? They're like, oh yeah, he he had a he overdeed on on cocaine. Yeah, because I mean, he had a problem when he was younger.
0: Yeah, and he'd been pretty good for he'd a been while. Clean now. for a while. Yeah. So this is from Variety. It just says I'm not going to go too in depth in this, but it says Bob Saget, a stand-up comedian and actor, beloved for his role as Danny Tanner on the 1990s sitcom Full House, died Sunday at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Orlando, Florida. Police confirmed to Variety he was 65. Shortly after 4 p.m., police officers responded to a man down call at the Ritz-Carlton Orlando Grand Lakes Hotel and discovered Saget unresponsive in a hotel room. The Orange County Sheriff's Office told Variety he was pronounced dead at the scene. The sheriff's office did not have any information on a cause of death, and detectives did not find any signs of foul play or drug use in the case. The medical examiner's office will determine a cause and manner of death at a later date. So, Hmm. I mean, as far as we know, he didn't have any health concerns. Yeah, He didn't have—apparently there was no evidence of drug use anyway, and you would think uh, there would be—if it was like suicide, there would be some speculation about suicide and all of that. So, I (laughs) mean— Who He could have just dropped out of a heart attack. I mean, he wasn't—65's not that old, but it's old enough to—that it's not uncommon for somebody to just die of a heart attack. Especially, like you said, he had a major drug and substance abuse issues back in his past, so who knows what that did to his organs.
1: I guess he was just on Good Morning America promoting a new show he had coming out. Yeah. Well, he's on
0: a phone call or a Zoom call with us, so he wasn't there, but he he, he, was—I mean, he fully intended on doing things. I mean— He had plans. I—I— Assume he didn't have too many major health concerns if he was making plans for right. the near future like that. So who yeah. else? Who else have we lost?
1: Uh, Sidney Poitier died this week, and he's a classic actor. Uh, he did, um, you know, he kind of came up in the '60s. He had a kind of a controversial movie um, with, um, oh gosh, uh, Spencer Tracy and um, and Audrey Hepburn where he was like in the first like interracial re, uh, like relationship like uh, okay. in the movies. All right. And then he uh has done a number of different um like like bigger classic movies and stuff. Uh did in the heat of the night. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got that famous line where he's like, you know, that's Mr. Tibbs to you. You know, where uh, anyways, it's good stuff. Yes, but he died this week me. <laughs> at 95. Oh, wow. So um yeah, so that there's a couple. Yeah, and, there's uh, a
0: few. There's a few of them and uh, 2022 is not being kind, it's so off to far. a start because yeah. John
1: Madden died right yeah. before Betty White,
0: right before Betty White, and then Betty White died right yeah. before the turn of the year. Yep. and then we thought, hey, maybe Betty White took out the right. curse yeah. with her right. as she went, but then here Bob we got Saget Bob Saget died. dying nine days in yeah. to the year. So yeah, it's off to a rough start. It is. It is. So I I don't know what uh, that just popped up like, yeah, ten minutes before you showed up or right. as you were walking the door. So. Yeah. Moment of silence. Brief moment of silence for America's dad, Bob Saget. All right, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is sad. I... I, I I liked him in Full House back in the day. I sure. mean, I grew up on Full House. I right. was a, a He young was a likable guy. He was. I didn't so. like... You were saying you
1: hated him on uh, yeah, America's I was, Funniest Videos. Yeah. I, I hated him on... He's, uh, he was annoying.
0: Yeah. It, it seemed
1: really... But forced. I liked his stand-up stuff. Before he hit mainstream, I thought he was really funny. I didn't really see too much
0: of it, so I, I knew Bob Saget as Danny Tanner. Right,
1: so. yeah, which I think most people do.
0: So, anything else major, like... As far as pop culture, that's popped up. I mean, your, your Steelers won today. Yes, yes, you know, they, nail biters. Yes, like. the
1: the Steelers who who you know they've been saying, well, this has been Ben's last week uh, for the last two weeks, and um, barring a tie between Chargers and Raiders, it looks like they're going to go into the playoffs by a prayer.
0: When do the Chargers and Raiders play?
1: Is that uh, tonight? Or yeah, tomorrow? they're playing tonight. Okay, so, yeah, so both. It's a win and in situation for them, mm-hmm. and then whoever loses is out. But if they tie, those both go in, and then the Steelers are out. Okay. So hopefully they don't tie. That would be interesting. That would piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, I am very excited. It was a nail biter. I, I I got my exercise in pacing the living room for the <laughs> oh, last thirty minutes. Was your dog following you around? She okay. was. And then when they when they scored, I was like, "Yes!" Yeah! And the dog like like ran, ran off. Hit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't know this guy. He's
0: crazy. <laughs> so. I I don't have a dog in the fight when it comes to NFL, yeah. but I I did see that Antonio Brown got fired again. Yes, yeah, again after and, to, uh, and, Tom Brady vouched for him to bring yeah. him to the Bucks, and, and
1: that's an interesting case because he released um, like some messages between him and the coach, mm-hmm. where he there's pictures of him at his doctor's and he's like, look, you know, I sprained my ankle. I'm not sure if I'll be good to play tonight or play. Oh, uh, I didn't hear this. Oh before. yeah, and and the coach is like, well, why don't you come in and we'll talk. So then they go in and and he agrees he'll play on light duty. Well, they weren't playing on light duty and. I guess he like brought yeah. it up to the coach, and the coach and him got into it, and he just decided, you know what, I'm done. And he just threw his shit off in the middle of the game.
0: Threw his left. Yeah. In the middle of the game, oh, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. He took his shirt yep. jersey off, took his pads
1: off, chucked yeah. them,
0: and walked off. Yeah. And that's his third time getting fired in what? A, yeah. As many years? And it's funny. Yeah, yeah,
1: because, well, the first time was the Steelers. Yeah. And then the second time was the Patriots with Tom Brady. Before he even played a game, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't he, Well, he did end up, I think. He he left and then he came back and then played a game for them and then he left again, and then with Bucks, I thought he was in trouble because he lied about being vaccinated to the Bucks. Oh, really? Got rid of him, but then he came back, and now he's gone again. So,
0: well, I I have a little more sympathy towards him for getting fired for lying about being vaccinated. Yeah, that whole ordeal is. Just starting to piss me. You, you mentioned something about. Uh, oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah,
1: he uh, apparently won the 50 voters for the MVP. Uh, just came out and said that he would not vote for Aaron Rodgers because he thought he was the biggest jerk in the league because he's not vaccinated.
0: That's what makes him the biggest jerk in the league. Yeah, yeah. like just not being vaccinated. Um, not not the guys that like beat their wives or rape right. people yeah. or you know like have criminal like actual criminal charges. Yeah. But Which the fact there are that. Many. That he decides, I I just don't believe in this vaccination. Oh, he's the biggest jerk in the league. Yeah. Doesn't matter how good this guy played. Yeah, he doesn't deserve to be MVP right. because he's such an asshole. Because he's putting his in, the entire league at risk. Exactly. Yeah. That's such that's such <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. That's such a stupid mentality. It is, and yeah, and that's the world that we live in. The country we live in. That it's it's like the the derangement of it. I'm
1: I. Oh, I I'm going to get
0: into this more tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. about this whole derangement that's going on. Because we got we got a special guest coming on tomorrow night. Uh his name is Matt Balinski. He's the host of the Prevailing Narrative. And I just found this guy out of nowhere. I was listening to the, the mainstream radio and uh just like a, a local radio station. Okay. This local radio station pushes like go get vaccinated, vax up right, Iowa, yeah. mask up Iowa, those, all that yeah. stuff. Well I happen to hear an ad for a podcast on this and it was like, hey, this Matt Bel- Belinsky, uh the host of the Prevailing Narrative, and he talks about like all this narrative that's going on. He's like, I, I kind of want to... Is he local? No, he's not at all. Oh. It just happens to be on an ad on our local radio station. Interesting. And he's like, uh, I just want to kind of unravel this and-, and break it down and see what's actually going on amidst all these narratives that are... I, I want to kind of break it down and find some logic in all this. Yeah. And so... Um, admittedly, I went looking for this guy because I thought this guy was going to completely be going like, I I thought for sure, because he was on an actual radio station and they were promoting him on a radio station. I was like, this guy's just going to follow the, the mainstream narrative and he's going to, uh, just blow all this other shit out and just blow it off and stuff. And I was like, I want to hear what this guy has to say. So, and I, I actually intended to probably, uh, put him on like not have him on to do this, but like bullshit about him on mm-hmm. our show here. Yeah. And then I got to listen to it and I'm like, this guy makes so much fucking sense. Huh. This guy is blunt, straight to the point. He's logical. He doesn't go quite to the crazy side of like how we think possibly COVID may have or may have not been like an intentional thing. He right. does, but he's, he's so like straight to the point with that. And he's calling out peop- the insanity that people are mm-hmm. kind of going through with right. this. And so, Um, after listening to like maybe 20 minutes of an episode, I was like, I got to get this guy on our show. So succeeded. Nice. Reached out, got him, got his attention. And he said he's going to be on our show for the first half tomorrow night. So look forward to that. Check out, uh, Matt Belinsky and the prevailing narrative. If you want to know a little bit about him, otherwise you're going to find out plenty about him tomorrow night. And that will be going on 7 PM central standard time. Just like always live tomorrow night, which is Monday night. So look forward to that. It's going to be a fun, fun conversation, I think. So anyways, all that to to say all the shit with like Aaron Rodgers is just kind of a reflection of the insanity that's really across the board right now with people's response to this. And I don't want to spend today's episode talking too much about COVID. I got a couple things at the end that are pretty outrageous and crazy. That I can't skip over, right. but I didn't want to spend too much time yeah. on on COVID because we talk about it way too much. Yeah, I didn't want to mention, or I did want to mention, but I don't want to spend any time on it. Apparently, there's they found a new variant that they're calling Deltacron, which is oh
1: my gosh. a crossbreed it, <laughs> okay. between Delta and Omicron. I, I saw a meme about that. It was um, it had <laughs> it was on Noah's Ark. It had Noah, and then it had like a a, a giraffe that had Delta listed on it, mm-hmm. and then it had a penguin that had Omicron, and then it had like a uh, a giraffe with a penguin head that said whatever that was. Yeah. And Delta. he's like, really? <laughs> it's just it's just interesting because so much time was spent
0: on Delta and yeah. how bad it was and stuff. And then Omicron came out, and they're like, oh, it's Omicron, this new variant with yeah. all these mutations. And everybody realized how much of a joke it was. Right. And they're like, wait, this ain't working out. Yeah. We thought Omicron was pretty badass name, yeah. but people aren't buying it. Yeah. Well... Now we gotta combine forces and come up with Delta which yeah. is which is the, the uh, transmissibility of Omicron with the horrible side effects and of like, Delta like a Power Ranger it, like it, let's unite. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I don't wanna talk any more about right. that. I just thought it was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And it's just like when are people just gonna like
1: catch on that yeah. this
0: is just all
1: just a sideshow? Yeah. I, I I will reserve comments for tomorrow then.
0: Before we get too deep into the show, I can't forget to mention our coffee fix of freedom, our sponsor. That is Run Your Mouth Coffee, the official coffee of your right to say whatever the hell you want to. Talk about them every week. Uh, it's founded by John Odermatt of the Lions of Liberty podcast and Matt Pangy of the Homestead and Homeschools podcast. Um, they support You're right to do what we are doing right now and just call bullshit for bullshit without the fear of getting censored, which we're seeing that kind of ramp up this last couple weeks. It's been Um, nice. There hasn't been a purge like we saw last year this time, but we are seeing like ones and twos getting like kicked off of Twitter and. Right. But but the thing is now. That it's almost doing those people a favor. Yeah. Because it's given them that that credibility. Like right. that uh Dr. Malone guy. Yeah. Nobody had heard of him until he got kicked off Twitter. And then he got kicked off Twitter and then he goes on Joe Rogan immediately yeah. after. And now he's like
1: a household yeah. name among well, us, us and types. Then he moved over to what is that, getter? And yeah. And, 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 and so Joe Rogan like like publicly denounced Twitter. And said he was moving over to Getter. Right. And so they're like, uh-oh, Twitter's in trouble now because, you know, Joe Rogan get, put the nail in their coffin. And nice. And everybody's moving over to this Good. Getter. Good. All that to say, run your mouth, Coffee. Yes. They support
0: your abilities to be able to expose shit for yeah. for bullshit. They they uh, promote your abilities to say whatever you want to say, not, not have that fear of being censored. Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you. By using the promo code Break the Bell, you'll get ten percent off your order plus free shipping. What'd you have to
1: say? I'm gonna say I think 2022 is gonna be the year of run your mouth. It's gonna be the year of calling out the bullshit. It is. I I think so too. And I you you're seeing it more and more and
0: more. Mm-hmm. And people we talked about it last last week's episode that the the people that want to control the narrative are gonna start grabbing at every thread as yeah. the shit unravels. But I think the more shit unravels, the more people are going to uh start step being like, mm. well, wow. he stepped up and said what well, he had to say. I can do that too. Yeah. And it's
1: going it's gonna start a chain reaction. I, I can see it coming to the point where all of a sudden Pelosi's gonna be like, see, I, I told these guys and that <laughs> you know Joe Rogan knew what he was talking about. <laughs> right, obviously.
0: <laughs> Go to ROAM That's all for that anyway. Not not all for this episode, but no. that's all for that. Yes. But get some, it's good. Definitely. Uh support f- companies that support your free speech and then support delicious coffee at the same time because it is delicious coffee. It is. That's rymcoffee.com. All right, let's uh let's get into some of the shit that's going on that's not covid related. Um something major that's going on is this unrest in Kazakhstan which this is saying this article here says the Kazakhstan crisis is a much bigger deal than the western media is letting on. First of all, that's usually a it works. I never really heard of Kazakhstan before oh, really? this one. I mean, I had, but you don't hear much about it.
1: It, You know, the first time I ever heard of it was playing Fist of the North Star on Nintendo. (laughs) I don't even know what that is. Okay, well, there you go.
0: (laughs) So, apparently there's shit going on in Kazakhstan. It's pretty much on fire. There's a bunch of unrest and riots and stuff, and uh, Russia's having to send in peacekeeping, quote-unquote, peacekeeping troops. That's really nice of Russia to do that. That that is. That is. I mean, they got... This is former Soviet Union, as most of the stands are. Yeah. Former Soviet Union. So you see how they have some kind of interest in this. Apparently, this this country shares, like, one of the biggest borders with Russia, that's, it. I mean, it's one of the biggest stands. It's like the biggest stand, I think, of all the stands. That's I why it I, is. Yeah. I found it odd that we hear of all the other stands, but you don't usually hear of Kazakhstan. Yeah. So let's get into this article from Zero Hedge. Like I said, it says, Why the Kazakhstan crisis is a much bigger deal than Western media is letting on. Geopolitical commentator Clint... Ehrlich, has reported while on ground in Moscow that the situation in Kazakhstan is much bigger deal than Western media is letting on. He further argues that the mayhem unleashed this past week and ongoing violent destabilization significantly increases the risk of a NATO-Russian conflict. See, that—I mean, everything's kind of pointing in that direction. Well— uh, With— uh, uh, Ukraine, Ukraine, Belarus, Belarus, and now now this, Azerbaijan.
1: Ar- what was it?
0: Azerbaijan? Azerbaijan? Yeah, I mean there there's all this
1: stuff that's putting this NATO-Russian I, conflict. I'm at gonna risk. make a prediction by 2030. I'm gonna say that the Soviet Union will be fully reformed. You think so? I do. You th- I,
0: do, I do we just sit by back and like say do pull like the uh, Barack Obama and be like. This is the line in the sand. This is the red line. Do not yeah. cross it. And then they cross it, and you're like, okay, this is the next red line. Yeah. Do we just sit back and allow that,
1: or do you think I, we I think go they to a
0: war with this?
1: I don't think they will. No? I, I think if they try to go outside their former boundaries, the United States will you know, maybe put some missile placements, make some deals with Poland or Turkey. Huh. But I don't think they, they want to engage at all. So I don't think they will.
0: You think all the way into 2030, you, you think it'll take that long? No. But no, I'm just but saying you're that's saying at least at the latest. At the latest. Goes on to say he asked the key question what really is happening in Kazakhstan? After all, he writes in America, the situation in Kazakhstan is a small news item. But it remains that in Moscow, it is currently receiving 24 7 news coverage. So this is a big deal in yeah. Russian news media. Says it's like an apocalyptic threat to Russia's security. I've had the TV on here while writing this thread, and Kazakhstan has been on the entire time. Below is Elric's mega-thread mega from Twitter, exploring the crisis. I'm not going to get into the mega-thread, but we'll keep going with this article. It says, mass protests and anti-government violence have left dozens dead. Russia is deploying 3,000 paratroopers after Kazakh security forces— yeah, I, I mean, there might be like a mountain range or something in between oh, making it sense. difficult, but 3,000 troops. That's yeah. not just like a, a few hundred peacekeepers. Right. That, that's a that's, significant that's number. <laughs> yeah. The largest city, Almaty, looks like a war zone. To pre- appreciate why Russia is willing to deploy troops to Kazakhstan, it's critical to understand the depth of Russia's vital national interest inside the country. So it's not just the border, the massive border there. Yeah. Wait till you hear how much they have at stake with Kazakhstan in this article. It says, it's, it isn't just any former Soviet republic. It's also It's almost as important to Russia as Belarus or Ukraine. There you go. First, Russia and Kazakhstan have the largest continuous land border on planet Earth. So it's not just one of the largest for Russia. It's the largest land border on the entire planet mm. between two countries. If Kazakhstan destabilized, a significant fraction of the country's 19 million residents could become uh, refugees streaming across the border. Russia is not willing to let that happen. So if something big went down, you'd, right. there was like major human rights issues, they would be start flocking across the border right. into Russia, and Russia's not going to have that. No. So Second, roughly one quarter of the population of Kazakhstan is ethnic Russians. Kazakh nationalists are overwhelmingly Muslim who resent the Orthodox Christian-Russian minority. Hmm. Russia believes that civil war would entail a non-trivial risk of anti-Russian ethnic cleansing. Hmm. A non-trivial risk? That seems pretty trivial. It, I would think that genocide's kind of trivial. It, uh, ethnic <laughs> cleansing tends to typically be pretty trivial, but yeah. this could be a non-trivial <laughs> risk of anti-ethnic <laughs> cleansing. Because a large... Percent twenty five percent is a large percent mm-hmm. of the population being Russian. However, there's still a major minority, and the the uh, Muslims that are the majority there do not like the Orthodox Christian Russians. Right. So th- that's that's another concern. But I don't think that's a major concern. Maybe that's understand. why they t- say it's non trivial. Says third, the Baikonur Cosmodrome in Kazakhstan was the heart of The Soviet space program. Russia still uses it as its primary space launch facility. Hmm. The Vostokny Cosmodrome, holy shit, these Russian words. (laughs) The Vostokny Cosmodrome in Russia's Far East will lessen that dependence, but it still isn't complete. So, a lot of space stuff. A lot of their space launches still come from Kazakhstan. So, that would be a major blow to their space program. Says fourth, Russia conducts its anti-ballistic missile testing at the Seri Shagan test site within Kazakhstan. This is where ongoing development of the S five fifty ABM system is occurring. One of the foundations of Russia's national security. Fifth, Russia's nuclear fuel cycle is intimately linked with Kazakhstan. You see how there's a lot of ties right. here. That if Kazakhstan falls, it, it anyway, almost... but towards Russia, that's. Major.
1: It, I mean, it almost seems like they're not independent of Russia at all.
0: No, it sounds like—well, it
1: doesn't sound like
0: it's Russia like, can go on without yeah, them, Yeah, I mean, it's
1: almost like, hey, say that you're not part of us. <laughs> we'll be there shortly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Russian-backed uranium mining operations are active in the country. Uranium from Kazakhstan is enriched in Novor, Novor-, Novor- Novoralsk—all these Russian names— and then return to Kazakhstan for use in Chinese nuclear fuel assemblies. Collectively, collectively, these security interests make Kazakhstan a region that Russia is willing to stabilize with force. The 3,000 troops it has already committed are not the maximum it is willing to deploy. If necessary, they will only be the first wave of RU forces in the country. The biggest question is how the situation in Kazakhstan will affect the existing standoff between Russia and NATO over Ukraine. Will Russia be deterred from intervention in Ukraine by the need to maintain reserves to deploy to Kazakhstan? Makes you almost wonder if somebody is influencing the unrest in Kazakhstan, because mm. on one side, that would give if Russia was somehow influencing the unrest in Kazakhstan, it would give them reason to pretty much occupy Kazakhstan and right. then bring them back into their fold of the yeah, former Soviet Union, like you were saying. Yeah. But On the other side, if NATO or NATO allies were responsible for uh, destabilizing Kazakhstan, it would be in the interest of pulling um, some of the resources away from Ukraine. Like they, they they aren't going to want to fight two battles at the same time on two fronts at the same time. So, I mean it could go any direction and well, we know but, how they like to manipulate the right. geopolitics right. on both sides of the fence. But,
1: and the big difference is that they're they're welcomed into Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan's mm-hmm. like please come help us whereas Ukraine is like no you need Leave to stay where you are. Yeah, yeah, right. But then you have Belarus who remember we talked a couple of weeks they're inflating their own geopolitical situation by letting Muslim uh, immigrants through their borders to get to Poland, and then they're they're camping out at the Polish border and overwhelming Poland. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's a whole freaking mess. Like, the whole Russian border yeah. is a whole mess yeah. right now.
1: And it, you have to think that it's all designed that way. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, Afghanistan's still a shit show.
0: Right. Pakistan's yeah. always a shit show, too. Yeah. It says, recall, before things escalated in Kazakhstan, Russia had mass troops along its border with Ukraine. Moscow issued an ultimatum provide security guarantees that ukraine would not join nato or else mm. this was already a very dangerous situation nato russia talks to resolve the crisis in ukraine were set to begin next week yet on their eve the revolution against the governor of Kazakhstan began huh coincidentally there yep. like day before we're supposed to have talks to kind of resolve mm-hmm. this ukraine thing this shit goes down in Kazakhstan. this yeah. revolution against the government yeah. Says Russia perceives this to be an act of a hybrid war. Right or wrong, that perception is fueling a desire for revenge. So it's almost like they think mm-hmm. somebody else is in on this. Says, what is a hybrid war? From the Russian perspective, it's a two pronged approach to regime change. First, Western backed NGOs encourage large protests against an incumbent government. Second, armed provocateurs use the protests as cover to stage kinetic attacks. So it gets more bizarre than that, though. So they're, they're stating that they think this is some non-government organizations that are provoking these attacks right. and this destabilization, which, again, we know that these people like to make a mess geopolitically to advance their own yeah. agendas, advance their own political gain, or um, I, I, I don't know. It depends on who it is, really. Mm-hmm. But both sides are guilty of the same thing. Right. But it, it gets deeper. Apparently, the Kazakh security chief was arrested for treason. Interesting. In all of this. And the craziest thing about it is apparently he was close friends with Hunter Biden. That doesn't surprise me at all. No. Talk about people that are influencing the geopolitics. Right. We, I mean... It's said to be tabloid news that Hunter Biden's laptop and his influence over geopolitics through his, his dad's contacts and stuff. But for some reason this name keeps coming back. Yeah. And he keeps we keep
1: finding ties to Hunter Biden he, he's and, almost and, become the the where's Waldo of the <laughs> whole like <laughs> like Eastern Asian world. Yes.
0: <laughs> so it says among the boldest and eyebrow raising political moves by embattled Kazakh president Kasim Jamart Tok. Tokayev within the past days that grabbed international headlines was his ordering the arrest of Kazakhstan's powerful former intelligence chief Karim Masimov on the charge of high treason. That seems like a pretty big charge. That's a huge That's charge. pretty significant that's
1: like firing squad charge. Yeah, that's
0: uh, especially in former Soviet Union <laughs> yeah. you're going to die. There's no uh, no trial probably yeah. even for that. Indicating that amid widespread fuel price unrest uh, which quickly became aimed squarely at toppling Takiev's rule, there's a simultaneous power struggle within the government. Masimov had headed the National Security Committee up until his Thursday's sudden removal and detention. So it sounds like this all, all started from spiking fuel prices. Which usually does. And I, I feel like those are just excuses yeah. <laughs> for... I mean, it's easy I- if you get... People like the low lifes, like us, the normies, to be pissed off over prices, over mm. fuel, over food shortages and stuff. I mean, you can get them to oh yeah, mass chaos in yeah. a, in an instant, yeah. and then all of a sudden you can roll in and make whatever changes you want, or yeah. they, they'll overthrow a, a ruler that you wanted out to begin with, right. or it gives you reason to take out a ruler that you didn't want there to begin with. So seems pretty intentional to me. Yeah. Goes on to say, Masimov had served as the prior long-time strongman ruler Nursultan Nazarbayev's prime minister and has long been considered his right-hand man. Shortly after, a photo resurfaced, currently subject of widespread speculation, which shows Joe Biden and Hunter Biden posing with the now detained Kazakh security chief Kareem oops. Masimov. What's that? I said, oops. Yeah. Along with well-connected oligarchs, Kenneth Rakishev, further an email and communication have have surfaced previously subject of extensive reporting in the Daily Mail and related to prior extensive commentary and questions concerning Hunter's laptop from hell that appears to concern confirmed that Hunter Biden and Masimov were close friends. Reporting at the time indicated that when Biden was vice president, Hunter worked as a go-between between. Uh, a go-between for Rakashev from 2012 until 2014. And further, the emails were from anti-corrupt campaigners in Kazakhstan showing that Hunter made contact with Rakashev. <coughs> Excuse me. And more. Per the report, Hunter successfully got a $1 million investment from Rakashev to a politically connected filmmaker. So weird connections there. That is weird. You think it's just coincidental that mm-hmm. Hunter has these political ties? Wasn't no. Hunter, <laughs> wasn't Hunter involved in the whole Ukraine situation yes. too over there? Yes. And that's what sparked Trump to get on the phone and say, mm-hmm. uh, uh, "We're gonna, we're gonna cut off all that uh, the the money that we're gonna send you if you don't give me Hunter Biden because yeah. he's a really, really bad dude and." Uh, you you need to play ball with this, and that's why Trump got impeached for getting involved. Yeah. Even though you know the
1: story, you yeah. know the story. I, I do, I do. I bet I have to tell you that Hunter Biden has suddenly become the most interesting man in the world to me.
0: Right? <laughs> yes. Do you do you buy any? You think it's true, or you think it's just a smear campaign against Joe Biden? Do you think no? I, do you think there's like some kind of crime syndicate, like international crime syndicate, with the Bidens that Biden is like the clean cut guy of the family, it's like the the front man, like the politician in a mafia family, you know? Like, he's the one that they've kept clean mostly all this time. Right. But then all his relatives are doing the dirty work in the backgrounds for the mobs.
1: I I, I mean, I I just think that this (laughs) is... This is American politics at its best. And I think that Hunter is the, the jackass drug addict who keeps leaving shit behind (laughs) yeah he's like the george w bush of the bush dynasty right exactly exactly so (laughs) look for him to run for president he's like
0: the weakest link
1: he is he is he's just the dumbass who who leaves his you know the pictures out there and his laptop and stuff but i i'm willing to bet that pelosi clinton uh what's the dude from kentucky um um i i uh, um uh, McConnell, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah all yeah, these yeah. guys have similar connections somehow. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing yeah. to bet
0: the Bidens are just like a caricature of American yes. politics, yeah. of American political families. They, yeah, I mean, it's just like a cartoonish, yeah, uh, depiction of what actually happens in American politics. Mm-hmm. It's just, just so ridiculous though with the Bidens. Yeah, and it's so far fetched and unbelievable. It's yeah. something that you would see in like a political cartoon,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like yeah. not. And in real life, like we know it happens in real life, yeah. and then there's the Bidens that's just like <laughs> such an over exaggeration yeah. caricature of <laughs> what we know already exists.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous, but that's why that's what makes it so funny because it's like people, nobody else is, is hearing about this, mm-hmm. right? You, you, they're never going to talk about this on CNN. No, they, they might have a sitcom pop out up on ABC and people were like, oh, this is so funny and ridiculous. That'd be fun.
0: <laughs> that would the the Hunter Biden sitcom. <laughs> yeah, he just pops in the room like Hunter's here, and everybody's like, everybody's like, uh. <laughs> so the the other thing is, uh, as well as that, security intelligence chief getting treason charges says, Kazakhstan's president has fired two more top security officials on Sunday after the worst unrest in three decades of a post-Soviet independence. And authorities said the situation was stabilizing, with <laughs> Russian-led troops guarding key facilities. Yeah, that sounds stable. So that's what we got going on with Kazakhstan. Yeah. Um, it looks like the next
1: major proxy yeah. and, and zone. I, I've heard next to the 163 people that have been killed during this, there's been over 5,000 people arrested. Really? Yeah. That's so, pretty substantial.
0: So is that just like protesters, or I mean, it sounds like they're going after. The people that are inciting this stuff. Because it sounds yeah. like some of these security officials or these intelligence officials are looking for regime change. Well, And they're, yeah. they're,
1: they're pushing an agenda on their own. Otherwise, yeah. why would
0: they be written up for treason charges?
1: Right. No, I, I think that's exactly it. They're using th- these protests as a, a chance to kind of clean house. They made a deal with somebody. They probably Absolutely. made a deal
0: with Hunter Biden through <laughs> Joe Biden for protection probably. and stuff. So let's keep moving. Let's keep moving on. Um This—
1: this is back here on this side of the planet, but this one's really interesting. This to one's
0: because nobody's talked about this since yeah. the Obama days, and, so,
1: and and some people still don't believe it
0: happened. Right, the the Fast and Furious gun trafficking case, and that's yeah. not just the shitty movies with no. Vin Diesel. That's <laughs> although they, they should be arrested. <laughs> they they should be arrested just for calling this Fast and Furious. They should, yeah. I mean, it's so freaking che- uh, cheesy. Um, apparently, this is back in the news. Like I said, this is an Mm Obama-era scandal, and uh, it's back up because Mexico has issued arrest warrants in the Fast and Furious gun trafficking case. I thought this was completely gone. I thought so, too. And America got washed under the rug, but apparently in Mexico, they're like, no, we're not letting this shit go. Well, good for them. Good. So the people that are indicted, it's interesting because they're all behind bars anyway, somewhere. Mm. So this is from Reuters.com. It says, in Mexico City, uh, a Mexican judge has issued seven arrest warrants related to a decades or decade-old cross-border arms trafficking sting, including for the country's most notorious drug lord and ex-security minister, the attorney general's office said on Sunday. El Chapo is one of the ones. Even though he's serving out a life sentence here in the United States, Mexico wants him back. <laughs> To indict him for
1: oh, yeah, because fast and furious because he'll stay in prison if he's in Mexico, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we saw how well that worked. Yeah. It
0: makes you wonder if maybe he's pulling the strings. Yeah, exactly. Here it's like,
1: dude, just he's like, I heard about this fast and <laughs> yeah. furious, just thing. indict me, just indict me. And I get need me to back. come back. My birthday's coming up, I got a party.
0: <laughs> so it says, Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, the convicted Sinola cartel boss. Ex-Security Minister Gennaro Garcia Luna and former federal police intelligence officer uh, Luis Cardenas were named in a Sunday statement from the attorney general's what, office. What's
1: funny is Luna, I was listening on a different podcast, mm-hmm. he was like the top cop in Mexico. Really? His, his job and was to was... go after El Chapo, but then he it turned out he was working for well, El Chapo.
0: Well, obviously. How do you think El Chapo I know, got I
1: mean, it's like, man, that's like movie shit right mm-hmm. there.
0: It says... Uh, They were named in Sunday's statement from the Attorney General's office linked to the so-called Fast and Furious gun-running scandal from 2009 to 2011. All three, however, are currently behind bars in either the United States or Mexico. The Attorney General's office did not respond to written questions seeking additional information on the new arrest warrants, including whether or not the Mexican government will seek to extradite Guzman, currently serving a life sentence in U.S. federal prison. The statement noted that Garcia Luna... Mexico's uh, security minister from 2006 to 2012, who was charged by authorities in late 2019 with drug trafficking, now faces two arrest warrants issued by Mexican judges that have triggered an extradition request for him. So that's Mexico's former security minister. Yeah. That the U.S. charged with trafficking. So you got the security minister, you got the head police officer. Yeah. And then you got El Chapo, the most notorious. Cartel guy, yeah. drug trafficker down there, all in on this drug trafficking scheme mm-hmm. and it, gun gun running scheme. But they now. didn't
1: want to go after Obama or Romney, well, Manuel no. or any of those guys. No, not nobody on the United States side no, that set
0: things off. Does doesn't seem like it so far. No. But it did say seven arrest warrants, and they only listed three there. So mm. it makes me curious of who the others yeah. are. They just that unknown little of importance, or are they like trying to cover right. for the people that all are right, yeah. on that? says the once-secret Fast and Furious scheme set, up, set out to stop U.S.-Mexico gun smuggling by allowing people to legally buy arms in the United States and take them to Mexico so that the weapons could be tracked and lead law enforcement officials to drug cartel leaders. <laughs> Have you watched enough movies to right. see where this could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah, right. So the U.S. was allowing cartel people to illegally buy far- firearms, We have a hard enough time buying legal firearms here in the United States. That's a problem. But we can sell them illegally to the cartel so we can track them and arrest cartel members.
1: Yeah. No, it sounds (laughs) sounds beautiful.
0: Some of the weapons were later blamed for gangland slayings in Mexico and set off bitter cross-border recrimination over the operations. So the, these guns that we sold them were used in mass slayings of these drug yeah. cartels, and then all of a sudden, the serial numbers exposed where they came from, and we were like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they went. <laughs> oh, oh. We I knew mean... <laughs> they went somewhere. We have no idea. And I, I'm sure, to start with, they... they Played stupid. And oh, they're like, I don't know how they got them. Yeah, and I then, imagine them telling them, they'd be like, oh shit. I yeah. mean,
1: really? Wait,
0: were these, uh, yeah, imagine that phone call. It's just like, hey, uh, Mike, uh, we got a situation. What kind of, what were those guns that we sold those cartels? Really? Shit. 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 Okay, forget, forget I even called. Yeah, we never had this conversation. Oh, wait, what? Why? What's the problem? Nothing. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's fine. Goodbye. Yeah. says we have been informed that U.S. authorities have been charged with investigating and holding responsible public officials in that country, the statement added, but without going into further detail. So they're saying the U.S. authorities are charged with investigating our people that were in right. on this. A, st- a Mexican statement said, but basically they're probably like, yeah, nothing's going to happen from that. Yeah. So that was a story I didn't expect to come up. Yeah. So when it flashed up, I was just like,
1: well, that's interesting. It makes you, re- re- makes you wonder if that's one of the reasons why they're being held in the United States. Yeah. yeah. So you know, they,
0: like, I had thought that too. Yeah. Why um, they insisted on uh, charging El Chapo here, besides the obvious that... They don't have a very good job at say. keeping him, but yeah. it makes me wonder if he's sitting in this like cushy like cell yeah. somewhere, getting like spoon fed and has like women delivered oh, to yeah, his right just just to keep what he knows about this whole operation yeah. under wraps. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm still dying of coronavirus.
1: <laughs> so, anything else you got for that? No, I mean there's not uh, a lot to say about yeah, it. I just uh, I found I'll be it incredibly interested interesting. to see if any if any, it goes anywhere.
0: So I'm not going to read these ones because they're going to make me vomit. But I did want to mention that uh, a few people are kind of trying to strong arm the midterm elections no. use their use their political what? Uh, clout to push these like voting rights agendas and stuff. Yeah. One being our favorite Michelle Obama, which oh. I'm wondering if she's like setting herself up for political I, oh, move yeah. um, because she all of a sudden came out of the woodwork. Yeah. She's She has an urgent message about this year's midterm election. She basically uh, she, she wrote a letter titled, Fight for Our Vote, oh, published Sunday as an ad in the New York Times. Obama and her voter rights organization, When We All Vote, called on Americans to continue engaging in democracy amid a historic attack on voting rights. The letter comes as Congress has yet to move on voting rights legislation and was signed by 30 other civic engagement voting rights and voter mobilization organizations, including the NAACP and a bunch of others. Uh, She says, we stand united in our conviction to organize and turn our voters in the 2022 midterm election and make our democracy work for all of us also says her organization plans to work to recruit and train at least a hundred thousand volunteers and register more than a million new voters Wow it also talked about like hiring like thousands of lawyers <laughs> I can't find it now but they're gonna hire like thousands of lawyers to like contest like election rights, voter rights issues and stuff. So, Beautiful. so she's she's using her clout to push a lot of that yeah. shit. And then there was the one you sent me that talks about uh mansion being pressured to back the filibuster changes by Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, and Oprah Winfrey. Wow. Is that like the dream team yeah, or really? what? Yeah. I'm surprised uh Hillary wasn't on that, but I know. Well, they she probably wanted to and bills like
1: no, no, just stay the fuck away. <laughs>
0: no, no, me, me, and uh, <laughs> Oprah have a yeah. private dinner that we <laughs> yeah. need to to keep. It says, um, it says Manchin told colleagues his phone has been lighting up in recent days with calls from former presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama and legendary TV host Oprah Winfrey. They are lobbying him to vote in favor of removing the sixty-vote Senate rule to pass major voting rights reforms with a simple majority. So that they are using their clout, yeah, political clout, and whatever the whatever freaking clout Oprah Winfrey has to strong-arm Mansion to
1: like back the these. Maybe she's giving everybody in West Virginia a, a, a car, <laughs> free.
0: Give you all free cars. So, so what do you think about all that? You got Michelle who's pressuring. Uh, it, it pushing figures. towards the midterms, and you got Bill, Barack, and Oprah all it, collectively you know, doing their thing.
1: It just shows you what crunch time is right now. You know, you got the midterm elections; things aren't looking good for the <laughs> Democrats. You know, they're really putting a lot on this "build back, back better" thing. And well, you were saying that you had read that a lot of
0: Democrats yeah. that are running the midterms are shying away from the yeah. "build back better" because. They don't it's want not it. To, popular. Yeah, they don't want it to yeah. affect their chances. Yeah, and that should say a lot about this agenda. If right. Your own party is like shying
1: away from this, and during their election. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But they don't get the hint. They're like, no, no, no. They just they just need to be educated. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna force it through, When they see what's going on. They're gonna like it. I think they'll shy away from it. It's kind of what
0: we talked about with what what were we talking about where. They had to deviate from the course in order to actually stay on the course. Yeah, with the whole COVID
1: thing and their midterms coming up.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Like how they had to kind of back off a little bit Mm -hmm. to get through the midterms so they could actually advance their agenda. Because they're not going to be able to advance their agenda if they lose the majority. Right, absolutely. So they have to kind of veer off course a little bit. To get back on course, or yeah. they're going to lose the course altogether. So that's probably more likely that's what it what is. Think, yeah. It's not, hey, the Democrats don't stand for this. Right. They they don't like this. It's more like, guys, uh, if we want to win, we got to stop talking about this so much. Yeah.
1: And then when we win, then right.
0: we can push. We the get shit the majority.
1: Through. We get rid of the filibuster, and then we can push this through, and they can't stop it.
0: Yes. Nothing can stop us now. I wanted to move into in the last ten minutes we have here. I had this crazy article. This is probably why the Gateway Pundit is getting uh, their, their shit censored from, like, text messages. Remember when we talked oh, last, yes. last yeah. week? This article from the Gateway Pundit says that there is a bill filed in Washington that would authorize a strike force to involuntarily detain unvaccinated families, and they have already set up internment camps. What? <laughs> this
1: is the one you're hiding
0: from me. Yes. This is the one I was hiding from you. So... Again, this is the Gateway Pundit. I, I, my best judgment says that they may exaggerate a little bit or, ext- or distort things a little bit. Yeah. But some of the things they're talking about is backed up through actual bills. Right. Like yeah. there's actual bills on the book that allow, as they say, for like a community health director or whatever, or like a city health or something. Um, to have the final say mm-hmm. on um, like certain medical crises, where where they can basically use law enforcement to enforce health crises policies and stuff, and they're what they're trying to do is this new bill filed in Washington is to include COVID into this this already existing bill. Right. So let me let me read this one because it was bizarre enough. I had to talk about it. It says, WAC 246 100 which is the bill, um, is a, a proposed revision to include COVID protocol under the state's Communicable and Certain Other Disease Act. That sounds pretty vague on yeah. <laughs> in its own. Com- communicable and Certain Other, and just vague other disease act. It's an act that already exists. That sounds a little scary. It outlines procedures for isolation or quarantine. The measure would... Uh, says the measure would allow local health officers at his or her sole discretion. So whoever your local health officer is, it's their discretion. Nobody can say anything against it. Their sole discretion to issue emergency detention orders causing a person or group of persons to immediately be detained for purposes of isolation or quarantine. Damn. And I say that they might skew some of this but if you go and actually look at this order this is from washingtonstatelegislature.com so this isn't this isn't just the gateway pundit this is from right. or this is from washingtonstatelegislatures.gov site mm-hmm. so this is a legit government site and it talks about this wac 246 140 whatever the very first Paragraph says, at his or her sole discretion, a local health officer may issue an emergency detention order causing a person or group of persons to be immediately detained for purposes of isolation or quarantine in accordance with subsection 3 of this section, or may petition the Superior Court ex parte for an order to take the person or group of persons into involuntary detention for purpose of isolation or quarantine in accordance with subsection four of the section, Hmm. provided that he or she has... Here's the list of reasons why they they could do this. They could order these involuntary detentions. Provided that he or she has first made reasonable efforts with which shall be documented to obtain voluntary compliance with requests for medical examination, testing, treatment, counseling, vaccination, decontamination of persons or animals, isolation, quarantine, and inspection and closure of facilities, or has determined in his or her professional judgment that seeking voluntary compliance would create a risk of serious harm and has reasonably, and it goes through all this other stuff. So so, there's already protocol in... Yeah, Like, out there. That it is the local health officials' discretion to decide that this person can be involuntarily detained for certain requests for medical testing, treatments, counseling, vaccinations, isolation, quarantine. That you can be arrested for not following certain, these set protocols.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: And so what the Gateway Pundit is saying is that they're trying to add COVID to this list of already existing stuff. Which and, would make sense. Yeah. And it, th- the fact that that's already in place yeah. tells me it's going to be really easy for them to decide that they can arrest mm-hmm. you for not getting vaccinated right. or for not uh, meeting certain mm-hmm. uh, quarantine standards
1: and guidelines and all that kind of shit. And I can see that be being put in place in certain <coughs> cities, such as New York, Chicago, San Francisco, you know, yeah, the, right. the usual suspects. Yeah. So... Uh, that was for
0: Washington State. It said so. Um, it says bill filed in Washington. I guess that must be in Washington State because that website I had pulled up was mm-hmm. uh, the Washington State gov or whatever. So, still that's scary. I mean, yeah. if it can happen in one state, it can happen just about anywhere. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. I mean, I did see that the the governor of of Iowa and the 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 top health official in Iowa came out and said that they would not be um, they would not be um, um, enforcing uh, Biden's mandates,
0: but that doesn't mean um, the the companies that no, decide exactly. that right uh, they want to get in on this shit right. aren't they're, going to yeah. If
1: Apple is based you know where Apple is and they have people here and they're like mm-hmm. look you know you need to be vaccinated or you're gone yeah. There's nothing that Iowa well, can do many, about that.
0: How many companies jumped on these mandates before the mandate was even a signed thing? They're just like oh, all right, you guys got like four more weeks to get vaccinated. Yeah. And they just like coward to it oh, yeah, before absolutely. it was even assigned into effect yeah. thing says a uh, according to that that bill or that proposal that i just read yeah a local health officer may invoke the powers of police officers sheriffs constables and all other officers employees of any political subdivision within the ju- jurisdiction of the health department to enforce immediately the Orders given to effectuate the purposes of this section in accordance with the provisions of blah, 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 says the emergency detention order legalizes the isolation and detainment of American citizens who fail to voluntarily comply with COVID gene therapy shots. For a period not to exceed 10 days. However, a judge may extend the forced quarantine for a period not to exceed 30 days if the segregated individual or family persists to refuse vaccination. Wow. So that's. That's crazy. Apparently, the proposal that they're wanting to, th- to add to this already existing shit. Yeah. So yeah. all this. Stuff that people have said were crazy. This is never
1: going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're never going to detain us. Well, first of all, it's happening in countries across the world. Absolutely, yeah. I just read to you before we went on about how Philippines now are going to arrest people that are not vaccinated that are out and about when they should be in the right. house. Right, right.
0: Um, and we have plenty of European countries that are saying, hey, you basically can't go anywhere if you're unvaccinated. Yeah. What was it? Uh, the president of France that came out last week and basically mm-hmm. said that he sees the unvaccinated as yeah not citizens or yeah. being citizens.
1: Life very uncomfortable for them is what he said. Yeah, he's going
0: to he going to intentionally piss them off is yeah. exactly A- what he said. And again,
1: I read that there was protest of over <laughs> 100,000 people in France uh, protesting the COVID measures. Right.
0: And and to make make things worse, we talked a few a few months ago that remember that memo that came out uh that basically activated FBI counter terrorist divisions against school parents. Remember yes. we talked about that a little bit? Yeah. Well, the DOJ is refusing to withdraw that memo. Even really? though they came out and they're like, Well, we're sorry, that was kinda of bullshit. Well now they're like, No, we're not gonna withdraw that. So
1: it's kinda of bullshit. But we're going to let it lay. Yeah, we're going to let it ride for now.
0: We're, <laughs> yeah. we're going to see how
1: this plays out. But but it is bullshit. But let's just see well, what happens. it's all stemming from,
0: like, the parents that are throwing bitch fits at, mm. at school board meetings and causing a scene over some of these policies, masks, vaccine policies, all this shit. Yeah. But FBI counterterrorism? Yeah, yeah. Is there any reason that we've seen through the news to invoke... FBI yeah. car- counter terrorist division against these yeah. people? Well,
1: because as you said, there is a number of reasons. One <laughs> of them is the COVID, the other is um, those against critical race theory, mm-hmm. and they're being seen as white supremacist and extremist.
0: But just coming out
1: not supporting them, even throwing a bitch fit, yeah. isn't
0: no <laughs> enough I to say, hey, yes. you're a freaking terrorist. I, I agree, absolutely. I mean, there's plenty of bitch fits out there being oh, thrown yeah. about yeah. lots of things. But to say, oh, they must be a terrorist. Like, yeah. everything's terrorism now. Oh, absolutely, and, yeah. Well, yeah. Did they make you scared? Yes. Okay, well, that's terrorism. Yeah. That's, did, they, they, did they terrorize you? Yeah, exactly. Was you, were you terrified? <laughs> Says in a quiet response to the Senate Judiciary Committee three days before Christmas, the Biden DOJ says it won't withdraw a controversial memo used to activate the FBI counterterrorism division to investigate parents voicing their opposition to a variety of topics, primarily mask and vaccine mandates and teaching critical race theory. So you could be on an FBI counterterrorism list, like investigative list, if you go before your school board and say, you know what, guys, this is kind of bullshit. That, yeah. that could get you flagged on an anti-terrorism
1: yeah. list. Yeah, that means uh, you can be put on the no-fly list, you can't buy weapons.
0: Uh, and,
1: and this after
0: uh, fucking Dick Cheney came out and said, hey, we need to restore the Constitution. Right. When Dick Cheney is coming out of the woodwork, about the yeah. same time that we're putting parents on FBI counter-terrorist yeah. lists, that's a scary scenario because yeah. Dick
1: Cheney is the mastermind of FBI counterterrorism yeah. lists. That's like like Darth Vader coming out and being like, "Hey, you know, we need to restore order <laughs> in the galaxy." Exactly.
0: <laughs> Says in December, we asked why the FBI's counterterrorism dis- uh, division was getting involved in parents expressing their concerns at school board meetings. Now, just be crystal clear: there's no excuse for real threats or acts of violence at school board meetings, and I agree with that. I agree. There's no reason but- to be like. Acting violently, I agree.
1: But to my knowledge, there there weren't
0: any actual threats. No, I mean, they might have been causing. I think they, enough of a stir that yeah. the board meeting couldn't go on, right? And they had to like cancel. Board I mean, meeting. there was
1: that one where I think they they kind of overthrew the school board and then decided to take and, over. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably what sparked all yeah. of this. And that wasn't even violent though. No, they're just no. like they're like you know what? Then uh, you're you're no no longer well,
0: needed. They were there, and they well they weren't meeting all the. Uh, social distancing requirements, which that alone was enough to be like, oh, this is violence because they're yeah risking our health. And so the the school board's like, fine, you know what guys, we're we're not even doing this right now. They walked out and then the parents are like, that's fine. We put you here. We can take you out and you
1: guys are gone and we have a de facto school board now. You bring a good point that you know the the threat of violence the definition of that has Mm -hmm. changed with covid because if you're violating social distancing rules and not wearing a mask that in itself is threatening my life but terrorism though they terrorism they
0: were terrorized it says uh like i said there's no excuse for real threats or acts of violence but if there are such threats these should be handled at the local level and the attorney general should withdraw its memo that started this whole thing A couple days before Christmas, the Justice Department responded to us with just a one-page letter. In the letter, DOJ had nothing to say about why the FBI's counterterrorism division was involved in local school board meeting matters. DOJ just said, we're not going to withdraw the memo. That was the response. (laughs) That's pretty succinct. Like, hey, why are you guys doing this, and are you going to withdraw it? And they're like, no.
1: No, we're good. (laughs) No, we're not going to. But thanks for for asking.
0: (laughs) Happy New Year. So the feds may be keeping track of school board meetings, even if it creates a horrible chilling effect. And of course, the FBI looking over your shoulder would would have a chilling effect. Next week, the Judiciary Committee will hold a hearing on domestic terrorism. Wow, I can't wait for that one. We're going to have to keep our eye on that one. I hope we're going to be focusing on the serious threats facing our country. And I hope no one thinks the focus is on our nation's parents. That's in uh but they are. <laughs> yeah. That's in the Garland memo, whatever that means. It says on oh, October
1: fourth well, Garland it, is the attorney general of the United States.
0: Yeah. It says on October fourth oh no, this is this next section's is— Oh the, the, gotcha. This must be the memo. So A. G. Garland's the one that posted this memo, isn't right, it? Yeah. So Attorney General Garland issued a memorandum announcing a concentrated effort to target any threats of violence, intimidation, and harassment by parents toward school personnel. again, that's not yeah. terrorism
1: yeah.
0: like when first of all just just think of the precedent that sets when we're like, "Hey, we got unruly uh parents that are uh causing a ruckus at these school board meetings, not allowing the school bo- well well, they're terrorists." If you can define those parents as terrorists, you can define just about any oh, damn person absolutely. as a terrorist. And that's what they want, to be able to put anybody yeah. that they want, any any individual with any kind of dissent, throw them on this terrorist list and then right. you can't you have no rights at all. You can no but, longer buy a fucking weapon absolutely. to defend yourself. You can no longer I mean, you can no longer fly. No fly list. your uh, pro- your
1: emails are probably being Monitored even more than they normally. Yeah, would. that,
0: that it, once you get on this list, thanks to good old yeah. freaking Dick Cheney, now they have rights to yeah um, go through any of your emails, your private conversations, without any other reason besides the fact that you're on this terrorist list. Yeah,
1: but but again, they look at it as you're violating social distancing, you're not wearing a mask, you're not vaccinated. That makes you a threat <laughs> to my health. That makes you a terrorist, or you're against critical race theory. You're a white supremacist. You're, that you're, makes you a terrorist, obviously. Right. So the what constitutes violence and what constitutes a terrorist has dropped from here to here yeah. now. At this point, yeah.
0: Remember we talked about um, the very like limited definitions, mm-hmm. like the the, right, the generalizations, the generalized uh, definitions yeah. where you could broad sweep and just about round up anybody you wanted to yeah. based on undefined. We're there definitions. Yeah, we're there with te- terrorism. Yeah. Like, we don't even know what terrorism even means yeah, anymore. Right,
1: when they're looking at going after parents for looking out for their kids
0: as terrorists, yeah. then yeah. anybody's a fucking terrorist. Yeah. Anybody that has any kind of opinion other than what they're saying. I mean, yeah. God forbid we're fucking terrorists right now. Well, I didn't want, to, didn't want to go there, but yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> just by definite, by the loose definition of it, I guess we have to say we are. And I'm going to die of COVID before they catch up to me, though. So between that memo not being rescinded, which means they have no intention of dropping Mm. that loose definition. And then this whole uh, Gateway Pundit article about um, the possibility of local health departments to be able to force you into detention for... Whatever medical reason they want to, all the way up to your decision to not be vaccinated. Yeah. If if the health crisis is severe enough, and you refuse vaccination, in other instances they can arrest you. Now they're trying to add COVID to this list Mm -hmm. of reasons to uh, to involuntary detain you.
1: And you know we talked earlier about we thought this was the year of of calling out the bullshit. Right. Well, it's also going to be the year of tightening the screws down on these domestic terrorists because with the midterms coming up, they have to make the Republican Party and Trump look like the biggest threat to... And it's really funny because they're going after, like, the anti-vaxxers or whatever as being... And they're
0: tying them to being these crazy Trump supporters. And even Donald Trump's come out and being like, oh, these vaccinations are so safe. I I I just got my, like, 18th shot yesterday. And it's like, you can't even, like... Put I the know. two together anymore, yeah. but still they put them in the same boat as yeah. these Q conspiracy Trump supporters yeah. uh, because they don't trust the vaccines. It's like, yeah. well, if they were that diehard of Trump supporters, Trump came out and yeah. said, hey, get the vaccine last yeah. week or a couple weeks ago. Absolutely. We're that's out of ridiculous. time for that, but that was some scary shit that is scary. to end on. And that's the reason why 2022 needs to be the year that all the shit gets exposed and people continue to speak out and continue to expose what's going on because uh, proposals like this and memos like this that are putting a good majority of you people that are listening to us on terrorist lists yeah just for calling bullshit yeah so let's end on that note we're (laughs) gonna get out of here We've got a good episode coming up tomorrow. And like I said, that's going to be... uh, The first half we're going to be featuring Matt Belinsky of the... What was the name of his podcast? I am terrible at this. Matt Belinsky of the Prevailing Narrative Podcast. You can check his shit out. Um, Otherwise, you're going to hear some good, fun stuff from him tomorrow. So don't miss that. That's going to be live tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, He's dedicating a good 45 minutes plus to us. So, like I said, the first half of the show will be hearing from him. And then if you stick around, we might have some other crazy shit to talk about in the second half. So, make sure you come back for that tomorrow night. Share the shit all over the place. Do not stop talking. Do not stop spreading this stuff around because, as you can see, this is so freaking important right now of why we keep exposing this shit because this stuff's going to creep in silently. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like... It's going to be this big, loud noise. It's going to quietly work yes. its way in to it, where— It's always done in the shadows. Yeah, and it's usually when they're making a bunch of noise over yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. And then they'll sneak this stuff into the books. So while the noise about Delta Cron or whatever is going on, pay attention to this stuff. Share this shit around because it's it's important to your, your freedom— like, your individual freedom, not not your individual rights now. It's important to your individual freedom. It's keeping your ass out of fucking jail. Yeah. And keeping your your family and kids safe. Yes. Share the shit all over the place. Make sure you come back tomorrow. We're going to get out of here. Have, the, have a great rest of your weekend. We will see you back here tomorrow night. Goodbye. The
1: Break the Bell Podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zelinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie
0: Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout out to our sponsors, Run
1: Your Mouth Coffee, the On the Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit Patreon.com slash break the bell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.